0: There's a new virus in the database. We have a zero bug attacking all login in and all the way files. Run antivirus. Give me a systems display. Yeah, Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode. As the title say, we'll be talking about TikTok today with all the hype in the media and all what's going on, what we'll be doing today is having a rational, fair discussion and look into what's going on. And I will leave the final judgment to you to make. With all what's been discussed on the media, and I think there's a lot of political agendas there um, that's motivating these discussions. And at the same time, is TikTok doing the right thing with the privacy and data or not that's another discussions as well but what we'll go and talk through is Further of what is being discussed and what I've seen on the media on technically how they're doing it and the report and the political uh, struggle that's behind the scenes and happening and pushing these agendas. What we'll be talking about is the structure of um, the owner of TikTok, why and how they operated. And then in the second section, we'll dive and see how can they weaponize such a, a tool and will they be weaponizing it or not? That's another Discussion or have they been uh, using this information for any political agenda that they have? There have been a seven month inquiry report that's been worked on and handed to the Minister of Home Affairs in Australia. Uh, That comes with all the laws that's been set to pass by the United States um, that will give the Biden administration the authority to ban companies, including TikTok, which is owned by the Chinese base Biden. Now in that specific report, there was a sentence that really triggered me and I was almost going to stop reading the report, which says, our research confirms beyond any possible doubt that TikTok is owned by ByteDance. For God's sake, if you go to ByteDance.com, they publicly announced that they do own tiktok not only that they own other applications such as CapCut, tiktok shop lark pico mobile legends and duyin which is the equivalent of tiktok in china because as you know tiktok is allowed in every possible country in the world except china they have an equivalent application that they run and use which is as well mentioned there so for such a report going into in, in depth of analyzing and getting uh, information, this is public known beyond the shadow of doubt anyway. So it shouldn't be mentioned in this way, but that's what they included. Now what I'm going to mention at the beginning of this session or section is the structure of um, ByteDance, the owner of TikTok, which no one mentioned by the way, and it's beyond me to to understand why there's no emphasis focused there as it gives you a lot of information and sense of what this company is doing or what are the objectives. To start with, if you go to the structure of ByteDance, ByteDance LTD is a Cayman island. We all know what Cayman island companies means. If you go on YouTube, for example, put Cayman island shell companies and you'll see the beauty of these companies taking advantage of our legal and financial systems gaps and avoiding to pay taxes, avoiding to do so many things by having a shell company in the Cayman islands where there are millions of them as we speak. Now ByteDance, mother company, owns other companies as well. BytePlus Ltd as well, a Cayman Island Shell company. Neuroverse Co, a Cayman Island Shell company. Lark Technology, a Cayman Island Pico. And guess what? TikTok Limited is a Cayman Island company. And now from TikTok Cayman Island, there you have TikTok International or Information Technology UK, TikTok LLC, TikTok Inc, US, TikTok, US data security, and you name it, hundreds of other entities under this entity that is a Cayman Island shell company. So you see from here that a company is based as a shell company. In such a huge presence worldwide, TikTok is the most downloaded mobile entertainment app in Australia. About 7.4 million Australians' users over the age of 18, the number is much higher than that, have downloaded and using TikTok. So, that gives you some examples of what we're talking and what we are discussing in here and now we'll go into the data privacy how could it be weaponized and used against democracy has it been used we'll give some examples we give some part of the inquiries and reports and studies that have been released and i will leave the final judgment uh, for you to go from there but at least you have the full picture of what and who we're talking about so let's get started with that In this report, many security agencies, including the Australian Signals Directorate and the Australian Cyber Security Centre, which sits within the Defence Department, also have participated in this review. It's worth to mention that any Chinese company has to make data available to government authorities should they be directed to do so. Saying that many Western government departments have successfully passed laws and regulations to enforce this to happen here as well. So it's not only the Chinese government that is trying or do that. Every government wish or desire is to have this data available for them whenever they want or require sometimes they are legit used for that but most of the time as we have seen and history has told us that it's been used and weaponized for their own benefits unfortunately as well uh, many prominent cybersecurity experts within the government and in the professional arena differentiate between what Facebook does for commercial purposes, and that is acceptable in a way, but what TikTok is doing is very political. Mind you, if I uh, remind you with what is what has happened with Cambridge Analytica and Facebook involvement in that, this is a false uh, presentation of the facts, and it shouldn't be tolerated. Not Facebook, not TikTok privacy is privacy, it's been used in a commercial way or not, it should be governed properly. Now, the opposition spokesman of cybersecurity and counter-foreign interference said that TikTok should be banned from government devices as soon as possible. Are they serious? Why is it allowed not only TikTok, any social media to be installed on a government-owned device? Why is that allowed? All this hype of we should ban TikTok on the government-owned devices, it shouldn't be there from the first place. That should be taken care by a simple user policy or cybersecurity or any government hygiene, basic hygiene to disband or to uh, avoid these applications from being installed or used. This is one-on-one cybersecurity measures for a government agencies. With this remark, it just gives us the impression that government agencies don't even follow regulations, frameworks that they advise others to do or enforce even others to do and have penalties if they're not uh, implemented correctly. For these applications to be installed on government agencies should be forbidden by the laws and regulations and frameworks that any government agency, not only in Australia, anywhere in the world, enforce. This could be easily taken care of by proper hygiene in your environment, having policies, user-accepted policies to what install and what not, what is allowed and what is not. All these already existed, but it's not been followed. So, having proper policies, it reminds us all, is not only to have a nice policy there on the shelf, but to be uh, implemented and enforced. So, this is what shows when you have policies that you never implement and you have policies that they are realistic and you do follow and enforce. And that makes a big difference in any environment, wouldn't it? So, let's start the story from the beginning in 2017 when Bydance launched TikTok and acquired the U.S. company Musical.ly. At the same time, Beijing government had launched the 6 years uh, campaign to build party control systems inside ByteDance, accelerating and in- integrating senior leaders into the public opinion diner. The TikTok algorithm that you rate your feed and give you what you should be or are interested in to watch um, is what covers all that analytics. For TikTok, this is the secret sauce. This is what makes them or makes their application appealing to their users. And this is what uh, makes them different from others. For cybersecurity researchers, it's how the algorithm works that is very suspicious, where the data is saved, why the transition of data is happening in these places. This is where uh, the security or the cybersecurity side of why you're doing the operation this way. Now, for politicians, it's what controlling the narrative. So that algorithm means something to TikTok, means something to the cybersecurity researchers, and means something else to politicians, as you can see. Now going and giving more context to what we're saying, in a classified interagency report delivered in 2017, found that the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, operations are aimed to all level of government and designed to gain access and influence over policymaking. According to the then Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull, this analytical work galvanized the Australian government to deliver a comprehensive counter-foreign interference strategy, bipartisan support. It also generated conversations in the Five Eyes nations, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, United Kingdom and the United States, catalyzing Australia's strategic calibration with respect to China and contributed to the decision uh, of blocking Hawaii from the 5G network back in 2018 and forging the three nation agreement, uh, Australia, UK and uh, the US, developing technology of nuclear powered submarines to Australia starting in 2021 and 2023, still ongoing discussion. It's a major discussion happening now in Australia as the government is spending about staggering 380 billions for this deal so it is a lot of money based on certain policies and reports but it is important and this is how government sees and operate uh, when it comes to their interests now that report is a huge 113 pages based on 18 key points not going to go through every single aspect i'm just going to highlight the important stuff that really makes us make a decision first point is the powerful public platform no one can challenge that or say it's not one in three american uses tiktok one billion active monthly user what is more important is tiktok users activate or use the application about 40 times a day and the age group two in three teenagers uses TikTok age between 13 and 17. So the usage of this uh, application is what is so important. Now we go to the true origin story of uh, TikTok. Uh, we can see that part of the founder or the creator of TikTok had his, in his biography, they mentioned something about FanFu, which uh, used to be the Twitter equivalent in China that has been banned in 2009, this information has been taken off. It's deleted, disappeared. As well, the uh, expectations as we think ByteDance is a private entity, while the Chinese government party introduced programs of co-option and legal and extra-legal, in the views of that, we see ByteDance as a hybrid a private entity and not a private entity anymore. We cannot or should not be considered. And as well, we can see the the founder or the creator of ByteDance or um, the CEO is not the CEO anymore without any explanation of what's going on. And as well, he gave all his shares in Douyin, the equivalent to TikTok in China, as we said. So he gave all the shares to the government there. Moving on as well and enforcing what uh, TikTok has been saying, it is a very independent entity. Uh, What we're seeing or what research saw in these papers is that TikTok and Doyin uh, share personal and technological resources in parallel. So what we've seen is the same person have position in one company have other positions usually senior management and executives in tiktok which defeat the purpose that tiktok is independent and they are not connected in in that shape Uh, what's more interesting is the chief editor in is also the communist party big uh, leader there and what he declare himself or his role is to transmit the correct political direction public opinion guidance and value orientation into every business and product line so the guy is not not even hiding it, he's you know fully declaring what he's doing and what is uh, his aim of of success, his KPIs, if you want to say. And that is positive energy for Chinese military police, what we label as positive propaganda. He was seen in a picture signing the ceremonies with the director of Political Work Department of the People's Armed Police, which is the CCP's domestic paramilitary forces, and. The agreement or the announcement is spread the positive energy of the people's armed police as well. We can see here the amount of influence uh, of the CCP uh, in TikTok in every aspect so far. Now, this is what um, we'll see in the risk assessment they've done, which is the massive or the mass narrative control uh, power, which is the biggest risk uh, that TikTok potentially shaping narratives um, overseas political landscapes. ByteDance has uh, demonstrated capacity to develop automated content filtering, which is the algorithm. And this is where they, it is brought up that this would be uh, used for the party propaganda. Now in the US, uh, the company has proposed and began to implement a number of measures relating to data security. The most notable set of which is known as the Project Taxes. However, these measures failed to address fundamental issues, as uh, we're going to mention, because they contract Oracle, which is responsible for provisioning and maintaining of the data storage architecture under the Texas project. The cloud server themselves are administrated by TikTok, and according to an Oracle official, TikTok maintains full control of everything they are doing. Regardless of where data is stored, according to uh, a company's spokesman, Oracle would have absolute no insight one way or another into whether entities, individuals in China had access to TTOC storage on the Oracle cloud, nor where it was being sent. So even that the biggest initiative they put in place, they saying, uh, well, the the servers are an, an American company, an American infrastructure, even that came to be false as well as the servers are or they like oracle has no control over what goes on on these servers now the most important part which is um the risk assessment because everything is all about risk so they have found six key threats Classified or in two categories uh, data security concerns and political influence concerns. You have to always understand that the risk assessment is made by another country assessing what TikTok might be a risk or a threat to it. So keep that in mind. We go into the matrix, the qualitative uh, matrix, where you have the table of uh, vertical, you have the likelihood, and uh, horizontal, you have consequences or the impact. So you have this table where The likelihood is likely, possible, uh, unlikely, possible, likely, almost certain, and then you have to minor, moderate, major, severe impact. The highest of the likelihood is the censorship. So just to move, what are the six threats? There are privacy, data harvesting, espionage, uh, censorship, narrative control. This is a big thing for other governments and political interference. So based on these six key elements we ha- or threats, we have the censorship as almost certain. It is 100% happening according to that research and the risk or the impact is between moderate to major data harvesting is as well likelihood it is happening and the impact is major and then you go to the likely the you know the privacy narrative control and political interference while the severity is highest for the political interfering and the narrative control and the lowest is surveillance or intelligence operation but it is possible and it is a major concern so this is the risk or the final risk assessment of TikTok and what it is representing or represent to us. Uh, And again, as I say that, these risks are from the perspective of another nation looking into TikTok and what it represents to it. So as individuals, as users, privacy is important. You know when you install any application for free, you know that you are the product as facebook as twitter as tiktok as any other application when you're not paying they are using consuming your data they are doing all this uh to to make money in a way and tiktok it is more a political agenda there's a lot of uh, as i said politics happening uh, so you as an end user have to make these decisions and where you stand on your privacy and make Uh, these rational decisions accordingly. Stay safe and see you in another episode. Next time we'll be talking about uh, um, leadership in cybersecurity, a very uh, nice episode there that will be broadcast next week. Thank you as always for listening and see you next time. Rising Cyber by Chad Sally B.